Welcome to Resting Binge Face, where two friends binge watch seasons of TV shows and we talk about it. I'm Adam McCoy. And I'm Amanda Kathleen. Adam and I work in TV. We watch a lot of TV. If we were in a superhero group with five other people born in the same day, we would be in the TV Academy. TV Academy. I want to go there. (laughs) All we do is watch TV. No special power is needed. Nope. Although, the ability to binge... Three yeah. seasons of a show yeah. in one setting is yeah. a pretty big power. You need, yeah, stability power. And we say that because it's comic book month. It's comic book month. Yeah, we're binging shows associated with comic books. Yeah. And we're starting off with the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Also, um, Endgame comes out this month, too. Yeah, so I feel bum, like that's bum. a good celebration of that. <laughs> Cannot wait. All things superhero. So this episode, we are binging the Umbrella Academy season one. First season, number one. Number one. They just announced they will have a second season. Mm -hmm. They better after that ending. I know, right? (laughs) No, they're just going to leave you hanging. Yeah. So, Adam, do you have some knowledge to drop? I do. What? And it started out with my daughter. Really? So we saw a trailer for this, The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Uh Uh-huh. It's like, oh, that's the guy, uh, Gerard Way from uh, My Chemical Romance. That's his show. I'm like, what? What? (laughs) She's like, yeah, he did this, this... Comic book series, so... She's in the know. She's in the know. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to My Chemical Romance, apparently, at least. I just want to say that they came out when I was in high school, and I guess they're still going strong, because... No, they're no longer... He's no longer in the band. I know, but I meant, like, th- their influence. Yeah, they're still... Yeah. Very strong. She's with, not even in high school yet. No, nope, at least with my daughter, they are. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it was created by Gerard Way in 2007. He created this comic book series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's illustrated by... Gabriel Ba, Ba, B A with an accent over it. That's all. B A. Be. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it was uh, released by Dark Horse Comics <clears throat> in 2007, and it actually won an Eisner Award for Best Limited Series Comic. Oh, really? Which is kind of cool. In 2008, cool. and then it was in 2011 they were going to develop it as a film for Universal Pictures. Oh. But then they shelved it and said, no, we'll make, we're will make. we going to work on it for television in okay. 2015. And then it ended up Netflix greenlit it in 2017. became a Netflix show. Mm-hmm. And it's filmed in Toronto, Canada. Canada. Yeah. So after hearing this, Gerard Way, I'm like, oh, what else is he, is he doing? So he actually, another show we're going to be watching this month, he actually wrote for the Doom Patrol comic book Ooh, series for DC. So really? it's like a double whammy Dang, Gerard for Way. us this month. So he's really getting into it. And if you watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, if you've seen that oh, film, uh-huh. or yeah. if you know, he created the character Penny Parker, who's the the um, girl who's in the spider suit. Really? He created that character. That's awesome. So he's really into comics. He's all over the place. He's all over the place. He's currently working on a comic book about cats as students in high school. Cat students in high school? Yeah. There's an anime called My Roommate is a Cat. I haven't watched it yet, but... Mm. It looks like it's interesting. Cat Cats go great. Everybody loves cats. Yeah. The internet especially loves the cats. <laughs> Can't go wrong with cats. So yes, uh, you mentioned earlier, it's already been picked up for a second season. Mm-hmm. Netflix reported that um, in only in its first month of release, the show actually had 45 million households watching the show wow. in one month. So it's a pretty big hit Yeah. so far. I like the underrated hits. 
Those are yeah. Good. Like mean, Stranger Things was like that when the first. Oh yeah, just exploded. Yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna compare it to Stranger Things right now, but <laughs> but yeah, I see what you're saying. It was kind of out of nowhere. Right. Not a lot of hype beforehand. Right. And then it got released. That's kind of how the show was created. A couple little facts if you've seen the show already. There's some differences. Um, actually, in the comic books, Space Boy Luther uh-huh. is actually twins with Number Five. Oh. They're actually twins in real life. They find that out later. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, they could find it they out. Might bring later, it out later. Yeah. Maybe. I don't uh, know. And then uh, Hargreaves, the the father, right, is an alien. Which I guess they kind of alluded to in oh, the show. Oh, cool. Well, which kind yeah. of explains. I was confused. But yeah. after reading that, I'm like, oh, okay. That makes more sense. He's an alien. I thought about it when we get... We'll talk about it when we get to that scene, but... They didn't mention now it Now that the you TV described show. it. Like, he's, he's known to be an alien. He okay. comes to Earth. He wins a Nobel Prize because right. he works in Nero things. And he gets, mm-hmm. he's the one who develops the method that let apes and chimpanzees communicate with people. That's all because of him. Got it. And in the comic book series, that's commonplace. Robots are running around. Apes are talking it's to people. It's just common. Yeah, it's just commonplace. It's a little different than the TV it show. It is, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, not there's only one the, in the yeah. TV show. And in, in the comic books, Luther actually has the actual body of a space ape. His head was transplanted to the Ooh. body. It wasn't a serum. I see. So that's one of the differences. Lots of other differences. When you go back and look, there's right. a lot of differences. Lot of the differences. comic book's really interesting. I'm really interested to watch the com- uh, to read, to the read comic. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's old, it's got some different themes to it. Right. I'm not saying I don't like what they did to the show. It's an interesting show. I mean, they probably did it for a reason. Yeah, but it's um, got a lot of elements that seem pretty interesting in the comic book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's some of the facts that are about uh, the Umbrella Academy. You done dropping knowledge on? I'm done. I think. Yep. Done. Done. You just, I'm done. Great. This is your spoiler warning. (laughs) If you haven't seen the Umbrella Academy season one, we're going to talk about it. So you should probably hit pause, go watch it, and then come back and listen to us talk about it. Mm -hmm. If you're not interested in it at all and you just want to hear what's up about it, you you can hang on. That's cool. But why? Why deprive yourself of a good show? Yeah, watch the show. Yeah, just do it. Okay. Spoiler warning in three, two, one, and Umbrella Academy season one. So it starts off in 1989 where you just see some young girl hanging out with a dude at the pool. Mm -hmm. I think they're in Russia. Yeah. They're talking Russian. Speaking Russian? I don't know. Speaking Russian. (laughs) And, uh... Kind of flirting with They're each kind other. Kind of flirting, and then he goes to give her a kiss, and she's like, "No." And then the the woman in charge is like, "Hey, hey no, 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 no funny business." And then she kisses him on the cheek, and then dives in the pool, <laughs> and then immediately pops up pregnant. What? <laughs> yeah. And then gives birth, and then it. And kids, that's how you get pregnant. Don't kiss each other. Don't kiss each other and jump in a pool. That's how you get pregnant. That's how you get pregnant. Stay abstinent. Abstinent forever. Anyways. So, yeah, this worldwide phenomenon is going on. Women are giving birth who were not pregnant. Right. And 43 people were born on the same day from this weird phenomenon that happened. And this guy, this weird guy is like, I'm going to adopt as many of these, as these kids as I can because this means something. And it is important. So Mr. Eccentric Monopoly right. Man goes around <laughs> and adopts <laughs> as many as he can. And he only gets seven. He gets seven of them. That's yeah. pretty good, though. Yeah. Seven 
It's like unwanted pregnancy type things. So there's seven kids. So there's number one is Luther. He's the strong guy. Mm -hmm. Super strong. Super strong. Number two is Diego. He is an accurate knife thrower. Very accurate. His name is the Kraken in the comic books. The Kraken. Yeah. They all have nicknames. I'll give them to you when you mention earlier. So their dad, Mm -hmm. Hargreaves, calls them by the numbers. Yeah, not their names. Right. Mm -hmm. So you get both you get both names mm-hmm. watching the show. So number three is Allison. The rumor. The rumor. Number four is Klaus. The seance. Number five is number five. Yeah, they don't even he give has a name. A name. <laughs> it's just number five. The boy is what they call him in the comic besides right. number five. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Yeah, no name for him. Number six is Ben. The horror. <laughs> and number seven is Vanya. The white violin. The white violet, but Which you find out about it end, later. But I guess that's her name the entire time. So Vanya doesn't have any powers, you find out. Mm-hmm. So the first six are part of a group called the Umbrella Academy, and they go and they fight crime as kids. As kids, get a nice tattoo on their forearm. Mm-hmm. Great role model dad. Right. And they have a mom that's a robot, and they have a butler who's a monkey. His yep. name is Pongo. Pongo. I like Pongo. Pongo's cool. <laughs> and... Slowly you find out that, like, the Umbrella Academy, as they got older, kind of disassembled. Mm-hmm. Ben died. You don't know how. You just know that he died. Mm-hmm. Um, number five went missing, and the only one left was Luther, and he sent him to the moon to go hang out after an accident happened where he almost died, and he had to inject him with monkey serum <laughs> to save his life. Yeah, and then he grew an eight body. And then he grew an eight body. But his head is perfectly fine. Yeah, it's fine. Well, he gets... Like a weird scruff. Yeah, he gets some facial so, hair. So, Hargreaves dies, and they all have to come together. And that kicks off a series of events where number five was missing because he traveled through time, and then he came back, and then he tells everyone the apocalypse is happening in seven days. He traveled to the future, like, uh, the day after the apocalypse. Literally. <laughs> and then he's like, shit. So then he had to live his entire life. He lived like another 45 years yeah. by himself in the future until he figured out how to come back to tell these people that, uh, oh, wait, the world's going to end. we got to stop it. Right. And then you find out that he was working for this company called The Commission where they're based in the 1950s, but they're time police. So they make sure that everything happens how it should be. And if something's not going to happen right, they go and they kill the people that yeah. don't make it correct. Which is funny to me as a concept, mm. because unless there are, is another organization that is trying to fight this, right? why do they have to keep doing things? Well, they have to keep it in order, because I but guess... But it shouldn't have already all happened. Right. But my question is, is like, is time that, that special where like, <laughs> if something doesn't go right, it's going to fix the time? Like, do they just don't want multiple timelines? Is that what's happening? Do they I, just want the know. one timeline? I'm confused, because they're... It's already happened once. Right. How do, they, how do they have to keep going back to make sure the Hindenburg goes down? What stopped it from going down? What's changed in the past? So I'm assuming maybe there's some rogue other people who can time travel who's going around trying to change this stuff. So maybe one of the other 43 children, this ability had time travel, and they're trying to stop these events. I don't know. That's a bold statement, Just Anna. saying. <laughs> I mean, it, I'm nothing if not bold. I'm just saying this is a world that's created. It's not our world. <laughs> <laughs> like, just let it be. Don't think about it too much. Your head will explode. <laughs> so he comes back through time, and he knows he has to stop the apocalypse from happening. 
And so the commission sends two of their time police, time... Time cop, Van Damme. Oh, no. Not really. They're like time assassins. <laughs> Mary J. Blige in Time Cop 2. <laughs> it's time assassin. Time assassin, yes. Time assassins, Mary J. Blige, and yeah. then the other guy. Mary J. Blige is Cha-Cha. Mm-hmm. And the other guy is Hazel. Hazel. You'll know him from Mindhunter. Mindhunter, If yes. you watch Mindhunter, he's the serial killer that they interview a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Mary J. Blige was kind of intimidated when she found out who he was. Like, oh. after watching the show, she's like, <laughs> I got to work with him, but I got to be the one in charge. And right. he's a serial killer. <laughs> right. So that was kind of funny. It's very interesting because they're talking about bureaucracy. It's like a... You know, terrible job, whatever. Yeah, just a normal job. Just a normal job where they kill people. Yeah, health benefits and how what it's not covered and how bad it is. Right. (laughs) Yeah. They send those two back to eliminate number five to help not stop the apocalypse. Yes. Because the apocalypse has to happen. For some reason. Or in this timeline, this apocalypse has to happen. Mm Mm-hmm. So you find out little things here and there, like Luther and Allison dig each other. Allison is a superstar. Yeah. Movie actress. actress. She has a daughter and a husband who is separated from her because she used her rumors power to like make her kids shut up and go to bed. All right, I'm gonna call bull crap on that one. I don't care who you are. That husband would be totally fine with her doing that, right? To get your kid to go to sleep. I mean, like, like <laughs> it wasn't it was any innocent, harm, right? So her power is, she would say, rumor has it, and like I heard tell a them rumor what to do. That you're tired and you're going to go to sleep. I'm tired. Right. Perfect. Fantastic. Right. I want that power right now. <laughs> That's all I need. So she's separated mm-hmm. from them. She's upset about not seeing her daughter the entire time. Klaus is a drug addicted because he he numbs his feelings so that way he doesn't have to see the dead. Yeah, he communicates with out. dead people right. and not in a fun way, apparently. No. they just He doesn't control when they show up or he couldn't control when they showed up right. when he was little. So they just kept invading his space and freaking him out. Right. So he got hooked on drugs. Yes, he did. <laughs> and you'll recognize him from Misfits. He's from Misfits. Which is a great Richard, comic book superhero Richard show. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's great in both yeah, shows. In both shows. Yeah. Number five can, obviously, he could travel through time, but that, like, mostly he just, like... Portal jumps. Portal jumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teleports. Oh, yeah. When he comes back from the future, mm-hmm. <laughs> back in the future, <laughs> he goes back into his 13-year-old body, even though Correct. he's really, like, 60-year-old so like yeah, yeah, man yeah. stuck in prepubescent body. So the entire time he's a cranky old man, and yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. He's a cranky old man stuck in a kid's body. Great actor for that. He pulls yeah. it off. Fantastic. He, yeah. he does a great job. Mm-hmm. And then Ben, who died, but Klaus could see because he sees dead people. So he hangs out. For some reason, even though he's on drugs a lot, he can still see Ben. Right. He's kind of hanging around him ben all the time. Ben can get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Ben had the power of, like, octopus hand thing, he could squid. He could summon creatures from other dimensions. Oh, that's why he's called the Kraken. No, no. The Kraken is... Uh, Who's the Kraken. Diego, they call him the Kraken, because oh. in the comics, he can hold his breath indefinitely, uh, and he can throw knives. I feel like Kraken should be Ben, should but be I'm ben. just He's called uh, the Horror, because you don't know, he can summon multiple creatures, but the one he chooses most is the eight-armed tentacle creature. Got it. But I guess he can summon creatures from other dimensions. Oh, that's cool. Which I wish he hadn't died, because that would be a cool power. Maybe he's too powerful at that point. Maybe. Yeah, like, he'd be too easy. I mean, that's a... Pretty go-to power to kill a bunch of people at once. Right. You just summon something insane. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then uh, Vanya doesn't have any powers, but she's a really good violinist. Mm-hmm. She like she's basically like 
mediocre at everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she but, like really but wants to be number pretty one. Pretty good at the violin. violin. She's still no, not she's not head chair. Good. Right. So they all get together after the dad dies. Luther's insists someone killed their father. And he comes back from the moon. Right. For the for the funeral. For the funeral. He's been stuck there for four years, and he's like, something's up. Something's up. Yeah. And then number five is trying to get the apocalypse out to happen. So there's like little things here and there. And they find out the dad actually killed himself because he wanted them to come together because he knew the apocalypse wasn't going to happen. Somehow. Somehow. And then Vanya gets into a relationship with this dude who's creepy as fuck. And you yeah. find out that he was born on the same day mm-hmm. also. But it was like a planned pregnancy. Normal like, birth. Right. But his mom died. So his dad became a drunk and very abusive. Right. He was very insistent that he... Had was powers. special, like he wanted to get out of his academy. house. He's like, "You got to take me. I was born on the same day." Right. And the dad was like, or the what's his name? Hargreaves. The monocle, as they call him. Yeah. Hargreaves is like, "You have no powers. Just get, get used out to of here. You're normal and crazy. Get away." <laughs> and then, um, so he like manipulates Vanya because like she has been told like she's not special her, her entire mm-hmm. life, and so like he manipulates her. He like gets her off her anxiety medicines. And then she starts to develop powers, and then yeah. you find out she is the strongest one of all of them, and he was trying to hide the yeah, fact. Yeah, he found out from the very... I mean, it's kind of like the Phoenix from X-Men. Right. He knew the entire time she had all this time, power, yeah. so he was keeping her subdued and right. just t- took these pills. And then it turns out he made her sister say, I heard a rumor that you're just normal and you have no powers. Right. So she didn't remember any of that ever happening. So she grew up thinking she was normal and she was alienated from the rest of her family, kind of this... Right. You know, outsider. she couldn't participate in everything they were doing. Mm-hmm. She felt like an outsider, so she just kind of stuck to the violin. Right. And that was it. So all these events happened, and basically, Vanya's the one that causes the apocalypse. So they kill the guy, Peabody, Leonard Peabody. Mm-hmm. Thinking it's going real, to... Real name... Uh, Harold. Harold Jenkins. Jenkins. Um, old One-Eyed Jenkins. Old One-Eyed Jenkins, who killed his father. Yeah. And was in prison and then let out and he became Leonard Peabody. Mm-hmm. They find out that Harold Jenkins has to stay alive in order for the apocalypse to happen. So, Bonnie doesn't know if she kills him anyway because she finds out he's manipulating her. Yeah. Like, just She's how everyone else it. was been manipulating her. And everyone, like, Luther throws her in a cage because he doesn't know what to do with her. Not a cage. Like a vault. A vault, yeah. A soundproof vault. Soundproof vault. She gets her powers from sound waves, by the way. Yeah, she does. That's so, so it's like a soundproof vault. Right. You can't hear anything. No. But she does. She hears her heartbeat. Yeah. She manipulates her heartbeat into busting open, and then she fully becomes, not the phoenix, but I guess the white violin. <laughs> the white violin, yeah. Right. <laughs> and so she goes to play her whatever, and she's like crazy. She's got crazy powers mm-hmm. now. She's first chair. She's playing her whatever, and they have to go subdue her. Not and before she think she slits the throat of her sister with the violin bow. That's a pretty shocking moment. That's a big shocking moment, but she's okay. She's but now okay. Allison can't talk. She can't talk and do that. But when that moment hit, I was kind of like, damn. I know. <laughs> she's going to die? That was, I know. Yeah, that was, I was pretty like, intense. They go back in time and get her. So that was kind of intense. Um, so Allison's okay. She's okay. She just can't do her powers anymore. Right. So they, they go to stop Vanya, and in doing so, <laughs> cause the apocalypse. Whoops, we did it. Whoops, and then number five has an idea that they're going to go back in time, help Vanya get control of her powers, and stop the apocalypse from happening. Mm-hmm. 
So at the very end, you see them all like disappear, at, turn into kids and disappear, like how Five did in the beginning. Yeah. So are they going to be kids next season? I don't know. It'll be interesting. You think maybe it'll be like half kids, half. You think half of them are going the to change? No, or I meant like storyline. You'll storyline. You'll see them as kids, and then they'll go back. Maybe because there's no way they're not going to have the whole cast not be there for the second season. You mean everyone who was there in the first? Yeah, yeah even yeah. Ben back alive. I think number. I don't know if he'll, I don't know. We'll see. But that's how it ends. There's little things that happen here and there throughout the show. We won't tell. We're trying to keep our overview short here. Yeah. I, oh yeah. A lot of stuff happened that we didn't. If mention. you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you watch yeah. it. It is a very <laughs> fun show. It's very yeah. It's very fun. It gets you into it. It's an interesting uh, storyline for sure. Yeah, for sure. The the story gets you like you're like you want to know mm-hmm. more as you're watching it. Yeah. I think maybe it's a little too, like some episodes are a little too long. I feel like they yeah. could have got away with eight episodes. I, I read some things that people, when they first came out, they loved the concept. They loved the idea and the characters. Mm-hmm. The timing and the, and the episodes were, mm-hmm. were kind of criticized because it did feel a little like, eh. There's a couple episodes where I was watching, I was like, am I still watching the same episode? Yeah. Because there's a lot in it. Well, and if we, were gonna, if we normally talk about favorite episode, I can't even pick it out because they all blend together they all blend so it. much. They do. And it does feel kind of. They do. It feels slow at times, and that's a a weakness for sure. But the story itself is a great story. No, the story is a great story. And they did deviate from the comic book, so they had to add some stuff. Actually, in the the comic book, the Apocalypse Suite, which this is based on, Cha-Cha and Hazel aren't even in that storyline. Okay. So that probably would have sped it up a little more. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They could have made that, a, like... They could have, yeah, because I think I read something where Cha-Cha and Hazel were still minor characters in the comic book. Yeah. So they could have just... I know they fleshed it out, but they fleshed him out like way too oh, much. Oh, way too much. I think that was like, was. Hazel has a relationship with the donut lady. Like, do we really Ooh, need to see this? They're like birds. I know. <laughs> it's like, all right, I get it. And in the in the um, the the comic book, the original Apocalypse Suite, actually, the Apocalypse Suite is a song they're going to play. The villain is the conductor, and he has to get oh, them yeah, to play this that. song, and that's what's going to end the world. <laughs> that so was, that was interesting. It's inter- yeah, yeah, it's interesting. If they if they flip flopped um, it. But yeah, the pacing was a little a little slow at times. It was a little slow. Like they didn't have to do ten episodes. Like they could have done eight. Yeah. And it I was kind of hoping. Oh, when I was looking at the episodes, I'm like, oh, there's ten of these. <laughs> <laughs> I think eight is a fair number. Yeah, it's better than a movie. Yeah. So eight episodes still would give you more time to to develop things. You don't have yeah. to go to ten. No. I think it'd have been fine. Yeah, I think that's just network people being greedy. Mm-hmm. No, make it ten. Make it ten, but. I will say from all the shows we've watched, it's it was kind of fast-paced, fun, yeah. kind of let yourself go, mm-hmm. not too serious. It did have a little bit of teen dramas here it and had, there. Yeah, I, I was going to say, that I, I think if I were 17 and I was watching this, I'd be like, this show yeah. is amazing. <laughs> it's one of the greatest shows ever. It's still pretty good. <laughs> it's No, it's good. It's I don't like show. it as much as my 17-year-old self would have liked it, right. but it's still really good. So no, it's good, yeah. A little bit of drama, a little bit of... All right, over, I'll overlook that little plot thing a little bit just because it's a fun show right. to watch. Um, but I enjoyed it, yeah. No, I liked it a lot. I, number five was fantastic. I don't... I, Breakout star in the whole show. Yeah, I don't know what else the, the, the actor has been in or what he's going to be in, but I don't know, I don't know if it would have done as well if they, if they would have cast that role differently. It, they, they did a great job. I will say I think... I think Ellen Page could have been recast. I don't think she added that much to it. I don't it. think that it's her fault. I think that it was maybe a directorial choice because I, she's a great actress, and I've seen her in lots of movies that she's great in, and I feel like she just wasn't utilized correctly. Like, I felt like they were like, no, 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 just 
Don't do anything. Be <laughs> muted. Which makes sense, I guess, in the beginning. She's on these pills. Maybe it's like she's just this muted person. Right. But she could have like been more livelier Yeah. T- when she got off or something. It's just, I felt like it wasn't... I don't know if it... I don't think it was her choice. I felt like it was a directorial it choice. It could have been. I just think it was... Well, maybe she was wasted in the role then. I don't. I didn't like her performance. Right. Yeah, Mary yeah. J. Blige also. If I had two casting choices, where I'm like, eh. right. She. It was interesting to see her. She wasn't the. She's not the best actress. You have to admit that. No. Because that's not what she does. Right. So some of her stuff felt a little dry and a little flat at some right. point, like mm-hmm. forced. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of played off with Hazel's character. You could see in some of his scenes with her, even he kind of picked that up. He was better when he wasn't with her. Right. He seemed to be a better, you know, his acting was a little bit better. But she wasn't bad, like really bad. It's just, no. it was a little flat and was yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. you're Mary J. Blige. Right. <laughs> I'll give it to you. It's, I'm not going to judge you that harshly on the acting. But her action scenes are pretty good. She got pretty. No, she has very good action scenes. She has double for some things, but she got in there. Yeah, yeah. Good. She should just like be like a, what's her face from Resident Evil. Mila Kuchovich. Yeah. And just be like, what's up, suckers? And like, bye, 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 bye. That's Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige, the new Terminator. So, you have any pet peeves in the show? No, I don't have any pet peeves, I don't think. I really enjoyed it, other than like some scenes went on too long and like. No, I liked it. I have a couple pet peeves. They're not that big of a deal. So. My biggest thing is they never explained it in, in the show, and it, maybe it's explained in the comic book, but whenever Cha-Cha and Hazel attack the Academy, mm. Hazel gets in a f- fight with Luther. And Oh, yeah, Hazel's, like, very, Hazel's as strong as Luther is. How? I don't know. And then also in that scene, they're getting shot in the face with those masks. He gets hit with a knife. And then later on in the hotel room, they're like rubber masks. They just bring up and down. Yeah, I don't know if it's like... It activates somehow. I don't know. They didn't talk about it. And uh, I think that's why I don't think they should have been in the first season because it's like mm. also um, Diego misses with a knife when he throws it at, at them that entire time. Like he doesn't hit them with the knives. I thought he, his whole superpower is. Was that he can manipulate he can the knives throwing. Hit about anything. So that was a little bothersome mm. to me. Like I know the guy is a big guy. He's like be nitpicky su- now. <laughs> Not whenever you, you your whole superpower is super strength. And you can't beat a fat guy. <laughs> I mean, in a fight. Maybe it's the monkey serum changed it. I don't know that don't know. that part bothered me. Like it seemed anticlimactic. We didn't talk about that. Luther is Dickon from Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah. He's Dickon. <laughs> Dickon's back, baby. Dickon's back. And he's got an better eight than body. ever. <laughs> that was nice to see. Um, yeah, I liked him. I liked um to see him stay around longer mm-hmm. yeah more than two episodes <laughs> more than two episodes <laughs> so that was nice um that yeah that is being super nitpicky i guess but yeah. i think it's just kind of whenever as a kid before he got the eight body right he threw like three people through windows across the room and right. then he gets an eight body with even more strength i'm assuming right. and he can't take on this guy who maybe hazel's like extraordinarily strong i don't know but he has to wear a, a wrist guard from carrying a brief- briefcase the whole time <laughs> i don't know I had a problem with that. Dang. You can't make them these super superheroes and then he can't beat this guy in a fist fight. Well I don't know. I don't know. And then the that's only That's the problem with them having them in there for that long though. Hazel and Judge. Yeah, that's why I don't think they should have it would have been it would have made a shorter series. It would have. I don't know how they would have tied it into the I the mean, time travel thing. Really do we care about them at all? I don't care. No, they they were totally Yeah. They didn't care. I'm more invested cares. in the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. 
And, and Vanya. The only other thing that I'm going to say, and just time probably wouldn't allow, there are no other people with powers that have been mentioned in this. Of all the people born on the right. same day, he got the he seven. Got the that... only seven that had powers, and not one of them is robbing banks and becoming a supervillain at this point, which maybe is going to happen in the next one. Maybe it'll happen. But I heard the next the next series, mm-hmm. the next comic series, not the TV show, right, was called Dallas, and it's all about trying to stop Five from assassinating Kennedy. So that one, that next comic book series, had nothing to do with people in the future having powers. I'm just confused as to where these other people are. And what's going on? I don't um, know. That's the only thing. That's my maybe they'll touch on that's it. That's my concerns. That's all I have. I don't know. I mean, it's so much better than Big Little Lies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so much better. <laughs> so much better. So much better so than much Big better. Little Lies. We're not going to talk about that show. Okay. Shh. That was the last one. Last time we ever mentioned it. <laughs> um, I did like the. Um, you didn't really get like a an intro. Yeah, the way they incorporated the intro was cool. So basically, like, they would give you, like, some information, and then they would just have the title pop up somewhere. Somewhere with an umbrella. Right. It was always an umbrella, and it had the Umbrella Academy. Right. So it was, like, the bottom of a bowl at one mm-hmm. time, a lawyer billboard for a law, a law agency. Right. Um, an actual umbrella. Right. It was cool. That was an interesting way to do it. I liked that a lot. No, I liked it, it was, a lot, too. It was cool. So there was no intro. There was no theme song, I guess, technically. No. And I liked how they put backstory within the story. Like, they did a very good job explaining... Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is what happened in the past. This is why it's affecting the present. Mm-hmm. Like they did a good job intercutting, like yeah, editing wise and the yeah. story. That part of the flow work is just some storylines went on too long. Um, the ending was fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like they just all disappear. Did the ending not prove that you can't change? An event because they like they did three things differently than what they thought they were going to do, and the right, and it still apocalypse happened. I don't know. Like, had she just blown up, and they didn't have that laser beam towards the moon? Would, right, would the Earth have been saved? I, I guess. I think that maybe they'll just try it again. Maybe they'll teach Vanya how to use her powers. Go back, see if that fixes everything. I still feel like they still want to make sure nothing happens to the Earth. Happens to the Earth. Well, that's yeah. what they said. We can go back and we can change it. Right. We have, we, yeah, we can fix it. We can fix it. I'm very interested to see how mm-hmm. season two starts off, or is in general. Yeah, like that's interesting. Also, Klaus is one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's really good. <laughs> he's fantastic, and I like that him and Ben interact, and then at the end they both use their powers, which yeah. I think is amazing. Yeah, he's able to bring him into a, the plane of existence even though he's dead so his right. powers can come through. Yeah. Which is a cool trick to it use. It is. Because when he said you haven't reached, the, he he has a flashback. He talks to his dead father. Well, I think he kind of died. I think he yes. went to limbo. Yeah. He kind of died and he saw his dad and his dad was like, you haven't reached your full potential yeah, like, yet. What else? What does that mean? What else can I do? I, I was like, he's going to be able to actually bring people back from the dead. Right. But this is kind of that. Kinda, it's kind of yeah, like, that, like yeah. that. Which is cool. Uh, lastly, I really like the music. The music was fantastic. Fantastic. Music choices yes. and the way they implement the music yes. throughout the show. I think my favorite was when they're in the donut shop, when they u- utilized um, Constantinople. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're fighting. A little it was It was really good. Jumpy, catchy tune. Yeah, it was fantastic. Basically, every time there's a fight scene, there was a fantastic song. Yeah, there's a lot of it. good songs and kind of sometimes juxtapositioning to what's actually going right. on in the mm-hmm. scene. And it's, yeah, it's all goes back to John Woo and Face Off. <laughs> Somewhere under, over the rainbow. Yeah. During the gun battle scene. <laughs> My God. Yeah, he influenced everything. Everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
No, but the music choice was great. And I know that uh, Gerard Way was co-executive producer on the show. I don't know what all influence he right. had. Maybe it's, maybe a, it was on music. Yeah, but it was there were a lot of good music cho- musical choices mm-hmm. in this one. I'm surprised there was no My Chemical Romance in there. A he, little nod. He's cheek probably cheek. so sick wink, of wink. that. He's like, nope, that's not even me. I'm a comic <laughs> book guy. He's written for DC, Marvel, Dark Horse. Dang. And I think another one, too. So. A dang. Mm-hmm. So do you have any favorite episodes? I don't have any favorite episodes. I do love it whenever Luther gets drunk and goes to the rave. Oh, yeah, that's and, good. <laughs> and uh, Klaus has to fight. his. He's stopped taking drugs, and right. he goes to the one place where he wants to take drugs. Yeah. It's a rave. It. Yeah. That's a really good. Uh, that whole episode, that's when he meets, also sees his father after he, he's right. in limbo mm-hmm. area. I think that's really good. I think maybe I like the last couple because it gets into like Vanya's powers, and I, I'm like I'm very invested. In, like I want to know more about her powers and like it does, yeah. And like how she's gonna use it and stuff. How's the apocalypse gonna happen? Mm-hmm. So I think the last couple are like really interesting. I think I like I like when Klaus comes back after he time travels and comes oh, back yeah, uh-huh. from, Vietnam. from Vietnam. Like that whole story arc, I think, is when it really, his character becomes a, lot, a little more mm-hmm. interesting. That's when he starts to become sober. Um, but, and that's all, I guess the back half, the back half, the back half is more interesting. Yeah. Unless they, they had more about them as children. Like, I think it'd be, Ooh, I would be yeah, very yeah, interested yeah. to see well, I'm, the training. That's kind of cool. I'm assuming they'll still keep doing that in the yeah. next season. Like when they refer to something, we'll actually see. Mm-hmm. Cause what's clever about this is that they refer to something and they don't go back to it like immediately. Right Mm-hmm. They'll touch on it maybe like next episode, which I, th- that's what I like. Yeah. Um, what would you rate it? What's the bingeability? Bingeability on this one, I'm going to say four and a half. I said the same thing. What? <laughs> yeah, four and a half. It's not. It, it's really high up there. Yeah. I'm not not a five, but pretty close. Honestly, if they would have had eight episodes and it was like tighter, I would have gave it a five. I probably would have gone all the way through one setting, completely through the entire show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the, plus, they were only forty-minute shows, so that it did move. I mean, the episodes were shorter, right? So eight, but there were some episodes that felt like they, they were felt on like for yes, like an hour. they did feel much longer. Yeah, some of them felt shorter because there was a little more action in them. Right. So I think you're right. If it was about an eight-episode run, I think it may have gotten a five. Mm-hmm. May have gotten my coveted five. <laughs> the coveted the Adam five. Vengeability, but I'm, a four and a half. I'm surprised you gave it four and a half. I I love superhero, right? I action know. shows. So and especially ensemble, I like the the yeah the ensemble ensemble, yeah. If, if the ensemble is done correctly, mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah, it has the Guardian Galaxy effect to it, which I think this one does. Mm-hmm. Um, so that leads us into. Oh wait, did you have a question for me? Hey, Amanda, I got a question for you. <laughs> oh, you do, do yeah. you? Yeah, I think it's time to stump Amanda. Oh no! All right, so it's a two-parter. Okay. If you had the abilities of Klaus, Ooh. and you had to have somebody. Some deceased person uh-huh. to be able to, what is the word he uses whenever he actually lets them come into this plane physically where he can actually do things? Oh, God, I don't know. Whatever. If I wanted to bring them into bring them the into, plane, into but the they're plane, still dead. But they're still dead right. for short periods of time. Right. Who would you choose to be the person like to get you out of jams? <laughs> To get me out of jam. Like, ooh, who could actually move stuff. To go Patrick Swayze and Ghost where he could actually move things. Ooh. Who would be the person? To help me out? Mm-hmm. Like, fictional or real life? I'd say real life, not fictional, because that's too many fictional possibilities. Let's go real life. Dang. Okay, okay. 
Like anyone or anyone, like... <laughs> anyone who's dead, like Alexander the Great. <laughs> you could go, I don't know, Charles Bronson <laughs> from Death Wish. <laughs> Maybe he could help you out. Nikola Tesla. <laughs> like, how do you pick like real people who have like? All right, I'll I'll change it up then. If you could just pick anybody that to act like Ben does whenever he can't physically appear, just to hang out with, who's there to talk to. Who would you pick? I keep thinking of my grandfather. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> because my grandfather would do mischievous stuff. Yeah. But also I can hang out with him. Mm-hmm. Because he would definitely get me out of jail. 100%. Oh, he'd break you out? Yeah. He'd be like, <laughs> like I got this. Kid, we're out of here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he'd be yeah. like, don't worry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get the keys from the guy down I don't there. I don't make him float down the hallway. It'll yeah. be hilarious. Because, you know, he's he was Sicilian, so like... He knows things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, the only person I know who would like me enough to get me out of things would be my grandfather. That's a good choice. So who would you pick? I'd pick Robin Williams. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be like the Just genie. Because he'd be funny. Like the genie's talking to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I'd be, yeah. Or if, if I need somebody to uh, physically be here, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Go around and kick some ass and then just disappear. Mm, yeah. Dang. It'd be like the movie Blackbeard's Ghost. Have you seen the old Disney movie Blackbeard's Ghost? No. Has anybody seen that? Comment if you have. Comment if you have, and maybe you'll get a special surprise. One of my favorite movies as a kid. But in the movie Blackbeard's Ghost, it has the actor who played in Herbie the Love Bug. If you've seen Herbie the Love Bug. Oh, yeah. The main actor, the race uh-huh. car driver. He's in it. Anyway. <laughs> it's about Blackbeard, and he's a ghost. But he can physically do things. So in the whole show, the comic shtick is, goes to a casino, and he's like moving the roulette... Right. Ball to the right spot. Right. That would He's... definitely be my grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to go on on black for I sure. I would definitely too. go gamble with him. Yes, that'd 100%. be 100%. That's what I would do. That's great. <laughs> wheel of Fortune, they're just like, turn the wheel to the right spot. Yeah. Peeking behind and looking at the letters. Yeah. yeah. I'll go on Price is Right. He'd love that show. Oh, yeah. There you go. We're going to rig everything. We're going to win it all. We're going to rig it all. But Blackbird's Ghost, the whole thing is he helps a college team Win a sporting sporting event because to save the college. Blackbeard. Blackbeard's ghost. To save his like treasure or something. He gets his treasure back. It's a it's a complicated. It's a Disney movie. You know, Google it. But you get to see shot puts like dance across whenever he oh. throws it. So he helps this loser college team win. Okay. It's funny. Anyway. Obviously, ghost ripped off that movie. Oh yeah, right? Blackbeard's ghost is yeah. So. They didn't even use the whole name. They're just like we're just gonna call it Ghost. Yeah. We're gonna cast Patrick Swayze. Yeah. So, so that was my stuff, man. I like your answer. Your answer's answer's a little better than mine. <laughs> Although Robin Williams is a. I mean, you'd never get bored. You'd never get bored, but would it be annoying? <laughs> yeah, I know you couldn't shut him off. You'd be like, Robin, I need a nap, please. <laughs> nope, nope. Good morning, Adam. <laughs> so that leads us to who would win? Who would win? Again, one person versus another person. So. Richard Sheehan has played two superhero people. Who would win? Nathan from Misfits, who can't die, mm-hmm. or Klaus, who sees the den, <laughs> which are very similar, I would have to say. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. So which version of Richard Sheehan would win? tough one, because in a Umbrella Academy, he can summon Ben to help him. Right. But you can't kill. You can't kill Nathan. His character. You have to cut his head off. Although that would be pretty easy. To, you can cut his head off. Right. If you just be able to do that, he would be, you know. Right. 
dead. Now, if you're talking about who I like more, <laughs> I would go for the Misfits. You go for the Misfits version? Because he's hilarious in that. <laughs> he's still funny in this. That character. Although this, the Umbrella Academy, right. he's more redeemable. He, he has more, more redeeming qualities, qualities, I think. Yeah, Nathan is definitely much yeah, more of an Nathan's, asshole. Yeah, <laughs> just a prick <laughs> all around. Um, I don't know who would win. I think this is a hard one because, like, even if you kill Nathan, he would still be there with Klaus. <laughs> I think ultimately Klaus would win because you could get Nathan's head off somehow, even in an accident. Okay, but, like, if you killed Nathan, he could still haunt Klaus. Oh, so Nathan would eventually win. That's what he I'm would saying. just leave him alone. I think I think you're right. I right, because Nathan is so annoying that he would just keep annoying yeah. Klaus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would intentionally, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you. I think Nathan would win. I this think one. Nathan would win just because he's so ultimately, annoying. Ultimately, <laughs> he would win. Maybe not in the way he wants to. But right. He would ultimately come out as a winner. Right. Definitely, Klaus yeah. would get the first, but I think Nathan would win in the end. Yeah, but it would be hilarious. It, it would. I would love to see this happen. If Netflix can make a funny little short, Nathan versus Klaus, Mm -hmm. that'd be great. Mm -hmm. Please make that happen. 100% down for that. So, Adam, what's happening next week? Oh, next week, we're going to binge the second season of Sabrina. I think it's the first season in part two. Okay. It's had a gap. I call it season two. (laughs) That makes no sense. Season one, part two. That's stupid. (laughs) It's because it wants to be like regular TV and have 26 episodes, but they split it. Did time pass in between them shooting part one and part two? I don't know. Then it's season two. I don't know if it's time passed. We're going to watch Sabrina season one, (laughs) part two. Part two. Electric Boogaloo. Electric So we watched the first season, and now it's on to the second. She's gone to a little darker phase of her life. She has now signed the Book of the Dead. Yeah. She is full Satan at this point. Mm -hmm. She gave her soul to Satan full on. Satan better watch his back. I don't I know think how she's, this is going to go. I think she's got an agenda on her mind. You she's think like, she's... Mm-hmm. She's a double, triple agent. She's a double, triple agent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes her a single agent, so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> she... I feel like she's going to cause a lot of mischief. Mm-hmm. If you listen to... If you listen to our part one podcast, we talk about... At the end, we talk predictions. about... Predictions. Oh, yeah. We need to go back and listen and see who was right. <laughs> see who was right and who was wrong. What What would happen... So we're doing that next week as part of our comic month. So get ready. Sabrina part two. I think part two Sabrina is emo Sabrina. <laughs> I can see that. They've teased that in what I saw. Right. I think I like wearing black. Something like that. So yeah, she's emo Sabrina. Sabrina's gone emo. Sabrimo. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, and share. If you want to leave us a comment about how emo Sabrina's going to get. Or if you think that she's going to kill a lot of people, maybe she does. Mm-hmm. Maybe she doesn't. What's your predictions? Also, who's your favorite character on the Umbrella Academy? Do you like the comic book better? Or do you like the show? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know your feelings. We will see you, Bingers, next week. Bye. Bye.